ended. Only took a day or so to come back and do another one of these. Uh, welcome to the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond, joined as always by my best friend in the wrestling world, Jason Brooks. Uh, Jason, Brock Lesnar has re-signed. We covered that a little bit on a special episode on Tuesday. We're going to get a little more in-depth with that and a, lot, a whole lot more. WrestleMania is Sunday. How are you feeling about WrestleMania right now? Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, we've talked a lot about our thoughts on the show and, and what this WrestleMania is uh, as compared to others. But, you know, it's it's like other people have said, it's like the Super Bowl. You know, the matchup may not be great, but you're still going to watch because it's the Super Bowl. So as much as I'm not crazy about the WrestleMania card, uh, I'm still into the event, and I still want to see how things roll out. You know what, I, I kind of agree with you saying there. I mean... We've said this in the past. WrestleMania is a brand. You know, I mean, the Super Bowl is a brand. You have certain, you have certain, you know, on a different respect, you know, award season, you know, the Academy Awards, the Oscars, which is the same thing because I'm dumb, the Emmys, you know, all these things. People, there's going to be a baseline of people who are going to watch no matter what. Absolutely. And with wrestling, there's, you know, the Tokyo Dome show for New Japan. There's WrestleMania. There used to be Starcade. Not exactly uh, anything in the horizon for TNA that I think is. Uh, who even knows if they'll have any more pay per views? But that's a whole other subject. But WrestleMania, it is the event that we care about most. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. We've seen the Royal Rumble. We might have been slightly disappointed by some of the things that happened. But now we're here. We may have bitched and moaned. But Brock Lesnar is back. I think that's got to go and make the idea of being excited for WrestleMania go from if you were at a five, you're now at maybe a six and a half. If you were at a seven, you're at a solid eight or, eight or nine. You know, I think Brock Lesnar, knowing he's going to be there for the long haul for three years, uh, ProWrestling.net has reported, I think that really adds the excitement. Yes, we were all really excited about the backstory, what might happen because he was leaving, but now we know he's there. I think more possibilities can occur. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, now it's not so predictable. I mean, we think we know what's going to happen now because we think Brock is going to be the one to win. But who knows? They could throw a curveball at us and do something that is unexpected. And we can see that now. And we don't have to worry about Brock leaving. So you said that this kind of heightens your... Um, appeal for the show. It may heighten others' appeal for the show. That We know that he's going to be there. The biggest question going into this WrestleMania was whether Brock was going to stay or go, and now we know he's going to stay. Do you think that for people this... What do you think the reason is that people are more excited that he's going to... More, what is the reason that people are more excited about WrestleMania because of the fact that he's staying? I don't know if that question made sense. But no, I understand what you're saying. I mean... Here, I'll give you a prime example. It hasn't been said much, but I'm sure there's a sector of the, of the, the wrestling fans are going to be sitting there going, are we going to have a Survivor Series 97 again? Are we going to have Vince McMahon or someone come down and do some sort of screwball finish, and then we have another controversy, you know, like Montreal? You know, I think the I, I, of that happening, most likely wasn't going to, but the idea of like a screwball finish of something that we're going to have to now deal with and sit there saying, this is what wrestling did again. They couldn't give us on the biggest show of the year something that we can be proud of. I think knowing that Brock's there opens up the window of 
sitting there going, you know what? We might have been, and we'll talk about this more in a second, we might have been upset the idea that we're not seeing him go up against Daniel Bryan. You know what? That might now, wrestling fans, could be, that could still happen. You know, there's possibilities of creating new ideas, new stories coming out of Mania. Mania was a must-watch because it's Mania. But I think now that Brock's going to be there, I still think there is still things there. Now that he's going to be there, does he is he the overwhelming face for the crowd? If he wasn't, you know, if he was going to be taking his ball and going home like the famous, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin thing, what were both men going to be booed out of the building at, you know, at some at a WrestleMania like it was at 20 with Goldberg and the aforementioned Lesnar? I think there's more certainty now. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, and I, and I agree. Yeah, man, they could do so many different things at this WrestleMania, and I know we're going to talk about our predictions later, but they have a lot of different options here. And, you know, it's good in that now that we know Brock is staying, we really have no idea where they're going to go with this main event. There's many ways they could go. The main three ways that we know are having Brock win, Reigns win, or Rollins cash in. And I don't think Rollins is going to cash in at this point now. But it's, it's going to be fascinating what you do with Brock and how they position him. What is this guy going to be moving forward? Is he going to be the big baby face with Paul Heyman there? Are they going to continue to build him up as the monster heel? Who are, who are his future opponents going to be? So, you know, and also with his deal, and one thing we didn't talk about on Tuesday, what is this deal going to be? We know it's a limited schedule again. Is it the same limited schedule? Will he possibly make more appearances than he did before? Um, will he be on more pay-per-views? So that's all going to be very interesting to see, too, how that all plays out. Absolutely. And you know, like you said, we spoke about it on uh, the podcast on Tuesday with Brock coming back. But, you know, one of the things we didn't discuss, because it was such fresh news, just trying to get some ideas out there, was how does Brock coming back affect other people? Does Brock coming back destroy the idea of Seth Rollins, you know, becoming the next big guy with cashing in? Because if you do, we'll get more predictions of what we think, but if Brock, you know, what you would hope, I'll, I guess I'll spoil it, but I think, I think Brock should keep the title. But if Brock keeps the title, as dominant as he is and as believable he is, why should he lose the title anytime soon? If that happens... Basically, that means Seth Rollins is going to be another guy who fails at cashing in the money in the bank. You know, so I mean, how does it affect him? Do we go and ha- are we going to be have to sit through another round of him versus John Cena again? If he's still going to be the biggest heel in the company, how does that affect you know Rusev going down the line? If you already have your dominant heel, you know Roman Reigns, what does this do to him? You know, what does it do to these guys that might have had different storylines going if he left? And I think that's a very interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the the next WWE World Heavyweight Champion, in my opinion, should be Seth Rollins. I'm not saying it should be on Sunday. I think it probably shouldn't be on Sunday. But I think he should be the next guy to hold the title based on what he's done, based on his what he's, his work rate, based on his promos um, over the last year or so. That's just my personal opinion. But you're right. Where do they go? They have three titles in the WWE the U.S., the I.C., and and the world title, of course, and the tag titles as well. So there's only one title now, really, of any significance. And and we've talked last week about how they're going to try to make the U.S. title and I.C. title mean more. But right now, they are what they are. 
So all these guys are going to be vying for this one title. First of all, I got to say, I kind of like it. I like that there's only one guy with the title and that everybody is vying to be the champion. And I hope that over the next year or so, they make that a bigger part of their storylines. That this guy who's unbeatable has a title. How are all these guys going to get there, get to his spot? And I think that can bring the whole roster up and so on and so forth. But, yeah, I don't know how this is going to affect everybody. You know, Brock was going to leave. Reigns and Rollins would really be the head of the line. You know, Cena would be back in the fold. And, you know, now it appears that's not going to happen. I mean, next year's main event of WrestleMania, I think as much as we're speculating whether it will include Brock or whether it won't, I mean, I think it absolutely is going to include him and somebody else who knows who else. So, yeah, this changes things for a lot of guys and them moving up to being that the main guy. And it's good that they're not because as much as I love Rollins, Reigns has the potential, Brock is the guy, and it's not time for those guys yet. And let's be honest here. Think about this. Next year, you've got this massive stadium in Dallas that you got to go and somehow fill and make it at least look or at least look like it's filled. And how good of a story? I mean, we may not want to see it, and we may have a better idea what we may or may not like to see in regards to after Sunday. But how interesting, how interesting of a story would it be if WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, Texas, final match of The Undertaker, Undertaker, I'm not saying I want to see this, but just the idea of it. Undertaker versus Brock, two years later, Undertaker, he doesn't have to be the title, but Undertaker goes and gets his revenge. It's basically the story you did with uh, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, where Undertaker says, you know what, I'll retire if I don't beat him. And he goes and either he gets his win back, or you even make Brock look more dominant. You could do that story, you know, Brock versus Undertaker 2, the idea of the final, the final run, you know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the main event next year is not going to be, I don't suspect, Roman Reigns. I don't think the next year's main event is going to be some, well, we're trying to push this guy. I think next year's main event is going to be a legend in the main event. And there's rumors of The Rock in the main event next year. And who the hell knows? I mean, that's a year from now. The guy's a movie star. He's got other stuff going on. Who knows if he'll even get to that point, to be honest with you. But no matter who it is, they're going to have to put a couple of big legend-type guys in the main event. Because we already know, we've talked about this before, the undercard is great. But what it sells all these shows is the main event. And then try to get 80, what is it, 80,000 or 100,000 people in that 90-something thousand, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, to get that amount of people to watch a wrestling event, I mean, they're going to have to have a really, really, really big main event. Um, a ton of legends appearing. I mean, that could be the biggest WrestleMania of all time, really. Um, but I think Brock will still be at the head of the table in some form or another. How much do you think uh, Brock staying... And hear me out on this. How much does Brock staying, you think, possibly affects the result of, let's put a cup Rusev versus Cena, or... Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. The other matches on the card, on the impact of what they might have... Like, the idea, like I guess what I'm saying here is, I think that there's a chance. I, I know most people are going to disagree with me. Rusev may, I think, still might beat Cena at Mania. But if you, if you still have Brock, 
you don't have to go continue to push Rusev as the unbeatable guy. So him being undefeated may not matter as much if you still have the monster and Brock. You know, if Seth doesn't have to go and win, you know, win the feud against uh, our, um, Captain Boring, or that feud doesn't have to end now because of the fact that Brock still might be your champion. You know, I mean, I know that everything equals to the next step, but I think with Brock staying, I think other feuds might continue or you go in different directions and it might affect some people positively and negatively. No, Corey, I think, you know, sometimes your points are bizarre and weird and make no sense. Most of them. This one is, is fantastic. And maybe not, it doesn't, may not affect every, like, I don't know if him staying is going to affect Rusev and Cena necessarily, but Rollins and Orton, I think it could directly affect that feud because if Reigns wins, if Reigns were to win and Brock were to leave, he's not now, but if that were to be the case, they got to put him against somebody. So Rollins, naturally, you would think would be the guy maybe to put him against. Now, with that not being the case, you can have a Brock Reigns rematch at the next pay-per-view. You can have Orton go against... I mean, we know the next pay-per-view is basically going to be WrestleMania redo, but you can have Orton and Rollins at the next pay-per-view again, and you can do some different things with those guys. And I think the Rollins-Orton feud, they should continue, because I actually think they've done a nice job with it. Um, So you're right. I think it directly affects a couple of the things that are happening at the top, including Orton and and Rollins with Brock staying. I kind of instead of Brock leaving and everyone else getting elevated, it's almost like Brock is staying and everyone's going to be in the spot that they were in. All right. Oh, and before we move on, I just want to quickly, before we get too far along, I just want to say that if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Paladin808 for me, and work, shoot, pod for Jason, and occasionally when I'm not, you know, when I have some rare genius idea, which is very few and far between, Jay will usually cover every Monday Night Raw. If something else, you know, really entices him and he's not playing FIFA at the moment, he'll go and, you know, get on the get on his Twitter machine and start talking. And uh, we're also, like every week, sponsored by Punch.co. For your latest apparel, go to Punch.co and at checkout put the word SHOOT in capital letters for 15% off your total purchase with worldwide shipping. Weather is changing out there. We actually in New York got up to I think about fifty two today. What? Well, how? Wait, what temperature? Fifty two, I believe it was. Jesus, it, it was like it's like snowing here. I feel like this winter's never going to end. Trust me, it was like twenty eight like two days ago. So, and I think it's supposed to go back down to like twenty three like on Sunday. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you guys have to go to you know go to Punch Apparel Punch P U N C dot C O. Get yourself a hoodie because it doesn't look like this winter's ending anytime soon especially if you're uh, in Western New York. So go to Punch Apparel and get that hoodie. Shoot at checkout and save yourself 15% off. Absolutely. Uh, you know what, everyone, remember, Punch.co, it's a, it's a great company. The, uh, they're the first people who got aboard with us, giving, lending their support. So we'd always like you to go and, you know, give them a little support with their great products. But uh, getting back to... Uh, to Brock and his impact. I think that Brock Lesnar will help the product. I think it's going to go and possibly stop a possible bleeding of, you know, the post-WrestleMania, because usually after Mania, that's kind of their dead period a little bit. 
you still have Brock. I think people are going to be interested. I think, you know, last year, I know you had because of uh, the WWE Network and, the, and the, the number of people and everything else, the, the stock took a tumble. I think with Brock still being there, I think there's most likely hope. I think Brock really gives hope to this product right now. I know he's not going to be there every Monday night, but just the idea of Brock Lesnar, I think, is a great sign for what will happen hopefully in the next three years as long as he's there. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Now, do you have any more thoughts on Brock before we move on to some other things? I mean, do you think do you think we might see Brock Lesnar's next opponent, or uh, if he does hold on the title, do you think we see his next opponent right away? Or is it basically, is, is it going to be one year, you know, in the making, Rock versus Cena from a couple of years ago? Or is it going to be the years that go along and we'll find out what's going to happen? Um, you know, rumor is, is that we were hearing they may do something, um, as far as they may do something in the Reigns match leading to some type of rock, rock match. And supposedly one of the reasons why he's been mentioning the rock is because of a potential feud down the road. Um, I guess we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. What's the next paper? Is it Extreme Rules? I, I believe so, yes. I believe it's Extreme so Rules would, in Chicago. Be, you would think he'd be on that one and, you know, maybe have some type of match rematch with Reigns. I'm not really sure. I think that might actually be better than their match at WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. There's just so many different ways they can go with them. And then also, what what is he going to be, a heel or a baby face? Or is the WWE going to say, you know what? Who cares? He is the best. He's a badass. And even when he's a heel, you don't hear him cutting promos necessarily saying that I hate the fans or I don't like the fans. He just says, I'm going to kill everybody. I mean, that's literally his promos. Or I don't care. I'm going to F this guy up. So I, I don't know that they even need to turn him into a baby face. I think they can kind of let whatever happens naturally just happen and you know what we've spoken about this before at least i think we have on the show in regards to has besides paul Heyman being his his advocate or manager whatever you want to call it since brock has been in the wwe on this run or even since he's been champion has brock lesnar done anything heelish anything that says he's a heel he never cheats he doesn't you know use his manager as a distraction. He just beat the living pe- car out of people. And at you know the Royal Rumble when he came when he went and got off that stretcher and got back in that match, that was pure babyface in my opinion. I mean, I don't even know why. Besides having you know Heyman, why we even think he's a a heel now? Yeah, he he he, he does nothing to he he doesn't wrestle like a heel. He doesn't. I mean, he talks a little like a heel, but not really. He doesn't say the fans suck. He doesn't give you those, you know, typical wrestling promos. I mean, he just says, I'm going to go kick this guy's ass, and that's the way that it's going to be. Um, so I agree. But I think in that way, you also don't need to turn him, quote, unquote, babyface, because he doesn't need to say, hey, I love the fans, and if not for you guys, I wouldn't, you know, that all that that BS. Just have him literally do what he does, whether it's Reigns, whether it's Rollins, whether it's Cena, whether it's, Anybody, you know, just have him out there and have him kicking everybody's ass. 
I agree. And like I said, I think Brock is a definite moneymaker and the guy who I most who most seems like him right now is in NXT and Kevin and Kevin Owens. They're doing the same exact thing with him. I know he beat up his best friend, but it's a very similar character right now. Uh, except Kevin Owens keeps talking about his family. I don't hear about your family anymore. <laughs> you know, but whatever. I'm doing I mean, this for my family. All right. Um, Brock, like I said, Brock's back. Let's see what he does on Sunday. Let's see, you know, what his next feud will be after. Hopefully he beats Reigns. But uh, moving on, let's get some of your thoughts on uh, Monday Night Raw, a.k.a. what you think of... Some guy named Steve Borden, a.k.a. Sting, leading off Raw. Yeah, I really enjoyed the segment with uh, Sting and, and Stephanie. You know, I always love Stephanie, and I, and I like what she does in the segments, how she kind of sets things up for Triple H. Love that they didn't, uh, there's no physicality between the two, but how they teased it. The crowd in L.A. was really good, by the way. They did a good job. They were really into it, really hot for that. Um, and I enjoyed that segment. Um, Sting did a nice job. Sometimes his promos leave a lot to be desired, but I think he did a nice job of uh, selling the match. I think I would have liked that promo to have been a little sooner, possibly. Um, maybe they could have had more one-on-ones with Sting and Triple H in the ring at the same time. Uh, but you know what? We'll take it for what it is, and, and for their segment on Monday, I thought it was very good. Let me ask you this. And uh, Wade, Wade Keller of the... Uh PW Torch brought this up. Do you think him coming out with the with the entrance kind of hurts WrestleMania a little bit? Where the first time you ever see Sting with the big entrance coming out wasn't on the biggest stage; it was just on Raw. Do you think that is just Wade overanalyzing, or do you think that the spectacle of Sting is still be a spectacle no matter what? I think that's Wade overanalyzing. Now, I think if they would have had a lot of physicality and basically had a match, I think that would have been bad. But I think the, but yes, seeing Sting come out and seeing him there, I, I think it makes it a big deal. Um, you know, we, we could talk about the Bray Wyatt thing in a little bit as far as Undertaker not appearing, which I think has been interesting. But no, I don't think it hurts WrestleMania at all, the fact that we've seen him already. I don't think it spoils anything. I think it hypes people up because they actually see him. Uh, he's tangible, he's real, he's talking to the audience. So um, I think it gets the audience more excited rather than if we didn't see him. It's like, well, is this dude going to show up? You know, so on and so forth. So, no, I, I think it's – I also think it would have been bad to do the same thing with The Undertaker and Sting. You know, maybe do that with one but not the other. Hmm, that makes sense. Um, do you think – one thing that I actually – I didn't get a chance to say this when I was on uh, – ProWrestling.net live uh, this past Monday with Jason Powell. Uh, and if any new listeners we have from that appearance, welcome aboard, and hopefully you enjoy it and continue to listen every week forward. But I, one thing I really liked that Sting did was he didn't do what everyone else does. He didn't cower down to Stephanie. He, Stephanie tried to slap him, caught her hand. He, he stood up to her. He didn't do what... Kane and Big Show have been doing over the last couple of weeks where she talks and they cower in the corner. You know, when she goes and talks to a bunch of different wrestlers, she talks down to them. I think, you know, that sometimes that hurts a character a little bit. Maybe not intentionally, but I think it, it can be a negative. I mean, she's great on the mic. I think she's a great foil. And it was great the fact that at least one time she got in the ring and we were actually able to see her back up what she was doing. 
But I, that's what I. But that's what I really liked about that segment. I thought Sting was very good. I thought the whole entire thing with Stephanie taking the uh, the sledgehammer from under the ring. I thought that was a classic moment. I yeah, thought you yeah. know Triple H being cautious, the cautious heel backing off after he was you know challenged. Thought that was really well done. I thought, like I said, I think every moment of that segment was good, and I thought that the reaction that Sting got was a reaction of a star. It was a reaction that, you know, guys like, except the day after WrestleMania and a couple of times that Ziggler, Ziggler would love to get, you know? I mean, yeah. he felt like he was the second or third biggest. He felt like he was the second or third biggest guy on that roster, and we've only seen the guy three times, and there are people who are the age that we were when we started watching wrestling who have no idea who Sting is. And I know that Raw can be an older-aged crowd, but Sting, for a guy who's never been in WWE, Sting felt like a star, and it was worth the fact he's coming into WrestleMania. You know? Yeah, I think he, yeah, I, he's gotten big pops almost every time. Um, uh, that crowd in Nashville for that pay-per-view, they even gave him a little pop. We, every crowd that, that he's been, they, they, they've popped huge for him. And I think WrestleMania will be no different. And it's so interesting, right? This guy was in TNA for all these years, and he was a relevant guy. He was a champion. He was, a, a, you know, an important figure. But he's going from TNA, Impact Wrestling, which, you know, okay, they get their little million people to watch and never really gone past that and never really been a big company, to now he's on the third biggest match in Russell, of WrestleMania. I mean, it's pretty significant. I mean, they usually do, when they do the preview, they do uh, Rock, or, or sorry, Brock and Reigns. Then they'll do Bray and Undertaker. And then Sting and Triple H is right there. So it's just, it's really interesting where Sting was. And they didn't even mention him with Impact Wrestling. But where Sting was and, and kind of where he is now. Obviously, he doesn't have that many of these matches in him. But it, it's good to see that he's on this stage. And it's, it's good to see that he's in this match. And the last couple of weeks, they have have been really good for the build with it. I think they've kind of not done the best in some cases, but I think the last few weeks, they've done an awesome job building a few. I, th- I mean, some people can go online and say it's because Triple H, who's you know, the CEO or the, or the CFO, whatever he is of the company right now, that's why they're putting so much emphasis on it. But I think that's, over the last couple of weeks, I think that's the feud that's actually has been done the best. I know Heyman has been great on the mic, so that makes us think of that match in a higher standing, but I really think the match that has had the most energy and the most interest, besides, you know, with the whole before Brock signed, I think it was Sting versus Triple H, and it's not even who wins or loses that match. I think most people think that Sting's going to win, but I think it's been done in a way that it hasn't seemed corny and campy, Besides, you know, the modu- overmodulation of his voice or whatever. And the fake sting. I mean, they did have some hiccups. The fake sting or whatever the hell that was. And then the whatever, the, whether that was his voice or who knows whose voice that was. You know, they definitely had some some issues with it. But I think really the last couple of weeks, and it's not, and this is why, you know, we talked about, you know, what you said with Wade Keller, whether him not being there hurts him. I think it doesn't. I think the fact that he's been there the last couple of weeks has made the fans more excited, has made the feud even more of a real thing. Uh, and so him being there has made it more legitimate. And I feel like they probably should have done that, you know, more. But 
it is what it is. And yeah, I, I'm actually like pretty excited to see this match at WrestleMania. Now the impact of the match will be whatever it is. I mean, Sting will win and leave, or Triple H will win and not leave. But I, I obviously see Sting winning the match. But you know, Sting's a part-time guy. He's older. He's gonna win the match, and then that's gonna kind of be it, more than likely. But it'll still be fun while while we get a chance to see. It. Let me ask you this, because you just you just brought something up, kind of a passing. And do you think, I mean, it's been done well, but do you think that this Sting-Triple H match should have had some sort of stipulation to it? Should have it had, I know you did it, you know, a couple of months before and then five weeks later you got rid of it, but should have this had some sort of implication of if Sting won, Triple H would have to go and no longer be the no longer be in charge or, because it really, he's still not really sure why Sting is wants this match. Besides the idea, he thinks he's has you know he has too much power. But by him winning, what is that going to do? It's not like Sting wins the match and Triple H is going to be like, oh my god, I've been a real jerk. I really should be a good guy and support everybody. Daniel Bryan <laughs> should get his shot at the title. And you know, Dan, I'm so sorry, John Cena, that I didn't want you to be the face of the company. And you know, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> You may be a lunatic, but we're going to go and get you the help you deserve because I'm a nice boss. I mean, what exactly yeah. is Triple H? If Triple H loses, besides losing, you know, two straight years in WrestleMania and his ego being hurt a little bit, what what's the big stakes in this match? Reigns, you know, in title matches, you have a title. You know, I mean, what's the big stakes in this? It's a, it's a personal grudge match. It's a personal grudge match. Okay, so... The, the, the stipulation thing, Corey, they can't do. They just did it, and it was a disaster. It was fucking horrible. It was stupid, and they, it was overturned within a month. It was the worst Raws they've had all year last year. I, they can't do it. I, I don't think they could do a stipulation. I think, it would, I think, Corey, it would hurt the match because they did a stipulation that was a joke. And then they would do another stipulation. I don't. If they did another stipulation and Sting won, Triple H would have to be gone. Like he couldn't come back in two months. He'd have to be gone. I mean, you know, say, oh, that'd be a good thing or whatever. You could say that, but whatever their future plans are, if they even have future plans or you know how they do everything week to week, they probably involve Triple H in some capacity. So they'd have to figure out what what they're gonna do. And you can't have Sting out there every week. Where would he be? The commissioner? I mean, that'd be absurd. So, you know, I hear what you're saying about the stipulation. And had they not done the Survivor Series thing, maybe that would have made sense. But I don't think at this point they could really do anything like that. It's kind of just has to be about Sting being mad that Triple H has, you know, had power and has manipulated his way to the top. And now he wants to beat his ass. I mean, I think... That's kind of what it has to be about. Okay, because I just want to make sure that, you know, this was this isn't all about, you know, Sting being, beating, you know, terrorizing, you know, 20 years ago on a match at Saturday Night Main Event, uh, you know, at WCW. I just want to make sure that that's not why this match is happening. Corey, you say these things sometimes, and I just, they just, they go over everybody's head. Terrorizing was Triple H in WCW. That's correct? right. Correct? Yes. And so that that's where, that's where Corey's coming from. Go ahead. Sorry, I try to have a little com- comedicness. I never said I was a stand-up here. 
Um, so other than other than the uh, other than other than Sting, other than Sting on Raw, I mean, I didn't think Raw was a. Bi- I, th- I I thought Raw was actually a good show. If you compare it to other, you compare it to other, you know. Uh, Raw's before WrestleMania it wasn't a great show, but I didn't think anything was terrible. But everything was good. I mean, I, I thought the the ending of Raw was was really sad. You know, with the whole entire thing. With- I, you know, I did, You know, I, I thought the visual at the end with those guys both holding the title was not bad. I, the first time I watched it, I thought it was stupid. Watching it again today. And seeing them both have the title and hold the title up, and when Brock held the title in Reigns' face, how Reigns snatched the title, and you know Brock was very emotive and like you know, on his face, he couldn't believe that he would do that. And them going back and forth rustling with the title, I thought it was a better segment at the end than it was. Although they were all cheering for Brock, so that was an issue. But. Um, I did like the visual at the end with them kind of jostling for the title. Well, you know what? For the, for the people out there who like memes, uh, there's been quite a few of them. Everything of them, you know, with a, a, bo- a package of uh, Eggo waffles to uh, the issue of Sable from Playboy. There have been some uh, entertaining things in the two, you know, <laughs> two of them trying to fight like, you know, a bunch of seven-year-olds <laughs> for this title. But like I said, you know, you know, not not every swing is going to be you know a home run. You know what they say. You know, in baseball, a three hundred hitter is you know somebody who, who makes you know gets a hit every three out of ten times. That's a whole you know it's a possible Hall of Famer. So mistakes are going to be made, and it's going to take you know it won't always be you know the perfect thing happening. Uh, sure. What was your what was your take on the Bray promo? I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought it was interesting. I enjoyed the end of the promo for sure. Are you, how interested in you, how interested in this match are you? Um, The Bray and Undertaker match. And should we have seen the Undertaker at some point? I did like what they did with the special effects. They were doing like the lightning bolts, like the Undertaker would be coming uh, coming on Raw. What what do you think about the build and and are you excited for the match? Uh, I'll disagree with you on the point that I, I did. I thought the uh, the thunderbolt I thought was kind of you know corny, but I mean, not, like I said before, not everything's gonna work. I think Bray was really, really the good. Undertaker's, the Undertaker's corny. I mean, it's a corny gimmick, really. Yeah. I mean, his gimmick is supernatural, corny. I mean, that's that's his gimmick, you know. So. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I, I thought Bray did a phenomenal job. I thought that was a great promo. Did the promo tell me, give me any thought that he has a chance in hell of winning the match? I don't know. <laughs> um, I think that Bray is a guy who we've discussed a thousand times. Bray should have won at last year's WrestleMania against Cena. I think that would have meant more, especially with now that Undertaker has lost the match at, at Mania already. Um, I'm not, honestly, I'm not that into this whole Undertaker Bray thing. Maybe it would have helped if I saw The Undertaker once before this, except, you know, him standing out doing the Ice Bucket Challenge, you know, with Michelle McCool a couple of months ago. Um, 
I don't know. I I think it. I don't think the match is going to be super long. I mean, we'll get to more of this when we do the our predictions. I mean, I think this could be a pretty short match. I think that the Undertaker. It's going to be interesting to see how limited or how good a shape Undertaker's in. I think that's very interesting. By the way, by the way, happy birthday, Undertaker. He is fifty years old. I think today's his actual birthday. Wow. Okay. Happy birthday, uh, Mark Calloway. Congratulations on still being married to Michelle McCool. I think I think you outpunted your coverage, as uh, my my buddy Jason taught me a long time ago. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I don't know what the match is going to be, and we're going to talk about this in predictions. But I mean, if Bray loses this match, like I'm worried because if it's not a long match, the Undertaker can just. I mean, he looked horrible last year against. Did have a concussion. And, would you say he, he did have, a, he did concussion. have a concussion? You're, you're right. You're right. But I mean, he he's fifty, and he he has not wrestled. He does. He has, he's never wrestled. Um, he's always wrestled a really uh, a, a rough style. You know, jumping over the ropes and doing these big man moves. And big men generally in wrestling have not lasted that long. And he's had a lot of injuries over the years. So. I don't know. I, I guess we'll see where this match goes. I, I think I would have liked to have seen The Undertaker one time come out. I think I would have liked to have seen him one time come out, cut a promo. I think it would have got people excited to see him at, at Mania. Um, I think people were, ch- you know, people were chanting for him. People were into it. But I think it would have helped if we would have seen Undertaker say something. Like why he wants to go against Bray. And, you know, what happened to him last year and how he wants to avenge that this year. And, you know, any one of those kind of promos, I, I think it would have been good to, to, to see him um, at least cut a promo um, or two. So that being said, I think the match will be good. And I did enjoy Bray's promo at, uh, at Raw. Yeah, like I said, I think he's working with a, a hard situation there, being the, you know, having to do his one-sided uh, feud. And I think he's done a good job. A little later in the show, we'll tell you what we think is going to happen in, in that match. Uh, two other things that I thought about from Raw. First, I know we don't give it nearly enough attention as it deserves, but I think uh, they did another good job when it came to furthering the story of Rusev and John Cena. I mean, I feel a little bad. I feel a little bad that Jack Swagger has to lose to this man every, you know, every, you know what, every two weeks. <laughs> To, you know, uh, the, the guy feuded the game, mostly gave him his best match, and he's basically at this point just you know two minutes and then giving up to the uh, to the finisher. I mean, let's. I, I, I hope for better things for Jack Swagger. Um, but I thought that I was a little scared at first how that first started with you know Cena going back and forth with him making the save, but I felt they ended it really well with him being laid out, and you know just like what happened in the month before with Fastlane. Which I think when he got laid out that before Fast, and I think it kind of hurt the momentum of that match. Turned out to be a very good match, maybe maybe one of Rusev's best matches. But I think this really is going to help with the idea that Rusev actually has a chance in this match. And unlike the month before, the babyface didn't go and already you know get his revenge before the pay per view. No, I agree. I, I really enjoyed the Rusev uh, Cena segment. Um, I, I like that Rusev beat him up, and then he put the flag back down, and he came back to beat him up some more. Um, I, I enjoyed that segment quite a bit. I think 
the Rusev Cena build for what they've got to do with the whole American thing and that 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 whole thing. I think they've done a very very good job. You know, the feud started off horribly with the backstage crap, but really it's turned into one of the better feuds they've had. And uh, Cena's done a really good job, and Rusev has just gotten better and better as as we stated last week. And I enjoyed the attack, and you know, I, I think the match will won't be as long as the one they had at Fastlane, but. I expect a pretty good match, and we'll see how that all turns out as far as the winner. All right. Um, last thing, at least for me on Raw, maybe you'll have something after this. I thought the uh, the IC title, the uh, the match between Ziggler and and uh, Daniel Bryant was a good, solid match. Now, Jason Powell brought this up to me, and I want to get your opinion on this. Does Ziggler beating... Daniel Bryant helped Ziggler more, or does it hurt Daniel Bryant losing two straight weeks for, on uh, on SmackDown and then on Raw, both times clean, having coming off a loss to Reigns at Fastlane? Who does it hurt? Who does it help or hurt more? And before you do, I'll, I'll give you my answer that I gave to Jason. I thought that it helped Ziggler more until the last image you had was Dina Ambrose, you know, basically taking him out. So whatever goodwill you got with Ziggler winning was basically forgotten about two seconds later, just like in the past where we thought, this, this is like a year ago, when we had, you know, Kofi Kingston beat Randy Orton, the guy who was going for the title, and then three minutes later, you know, Randy Orton is kicking the living crap out of him. So two weeks later, nobody remembers that Kofi beat the number one contender for a title. Yeah, I I dis I disagree. I think the problem with Kofi and Orton wasn't that Randy Orton beat him up, is that Kofi never did anything back to him. He got he got his ass handed to him, and then, he, then that was it. And then, then he's back to jucking and jiving. Uh, so that to me that was really the issue with, with Kofi. Um, you know that that's that's what happened with him. But uh, in terms of this, I I think it helps Ziggler more than it hurts Brian. I think Brian's kind of at this point a made guy to a certain extent. He's always going to get those big chants for the crowd. He's always going to be a really big guy. I think the plan probably is for him, uh, spoiler alert, probably a plan for him to win the IC title. Um, but they want to make Ziggler, they want to continue to make Ziggler a viable guy. Um, they know a lot of people don't watch SmackDown, which is a big reason why they, re they redid the match on Raw. And I think it makes Ziggler look good. I think it makes him look like a viable guy. And, um, you know, we did talk, we do talk about 50-50 booking and how they do that a little bit too much. But I think with this IC match, I mean, you could say this too. You know, they've had most of these guys in these 10-man or tag team. They have put Daniel Bryan and Ziggler forefront and center as two big guys who could win this title. And they've made those two look like the two biggest guys really in this match. I mean, Barrett's like, Barely there, it seems like. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I've enjoyed what they've done with uh, this this title match build, the IC title match. Yes, I agree. The what you said before, the whole you know stealing of the belt has been kind of silly. But um, I, I've enjoyed what they what they've done with the build. I, I would have liked more promos about the IC title itself and how much these guys want the IC title. There's been a lot of well, I'm stealing it, well, I'm taking it. But why, why the hell do, does anyone want the title? Um, the only thing we heard was from really from Daniel Bryan talking about it. But, again, 
I know it's mostly been kind of a SmackDown thing, and I could I suspect that that's what they'll do after WrestleMania. That the main belt on SmackDown will be the IC title. Um, but it would have been nice to have a promo on Raw about what the IC title means to these guys and about how they're going to make it an important title and so on and so forth. And like always, I lied. One last thing about Raw. And this is, I'm only asking you this because I know that you're a fan of his. You read, you read his website. You listen to some of his podcasts, I'm guessing. What do you think of uh, Bill Simmons of Grantland fame being on Raw? And if you want to go talk about Snoop Dogg and his, you know, his three-inch pythons, uh, what, what do you think of this? What do you think of uh, what do you think of Bill Simmons? Uh, before Bill Simmons, I think okay. I enjoyed the Axel Mania segment. So did but I. I really kind of like. I, I kind of want them to push him a little bit as a baby face. So I kind of didn't want him to get beat up by Hogan. But um, I, I digress. I, I like what they do with Curtis Axel in general. Um, as far as Bill Simmons, I thought he was funny. I thought that. You know, it's funny listening to him talk with JBL and talk with Booker and and then talk and then hear Cole. And Cole just seems like such a like wrestling announcer dork. He doesn't seem like he's a real person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Almost like he's trying too hard. And the one thing I've always loved about Simmons is he really kind of just comes off as a dude who just watches sports and is into it and is very natural. Even down to them talking about Jesse the Body and you know, and then him making fun of JBL and the back and forth. I thought I thought it was a great segment. And I think the WWE should look into doing more things like that. Having more wrestlers or, you know, guys like Bill Simmons who are more natural, not as much like a rehearsed and forced. You know, they didn't do as much of that, I felt like. Uh, they let Bill Simmons kind of be himself a little bit. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed the segment, to be honest with you. Very cool, Hank. And I agree. I thought, you know, you really saw that he was a fan and actually, you know, was happy to be there. I mean, I thought that was kind of cool and well done. Uh, you have any other takes on uh, on Raw before we uh, move on? No, none other than uh, the, the Orton um, uh, Rollins build and nothing crazy about that. But I thought it was good. And, and I did enjoy, you know, again, the non-physicality between the two and how they kind of played into it. And I think J&J Security is one of the best things on Raw every week. And I love how they feature them. So I, I enjoyed the interaction between, you know, those guys. I could, yeah, and like I said, I, I'm i not as big into that feud as it's some other things on the card, but I, I really enjoy it. Anytime you don't have to have physicality when you go before the last show, I think that's a good thing because it makes you want to see these guys go after each other even more. So I think that worked. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to Rey Mysterio Jr. Unfortunately, was part of a, one of the many problems, in, in this case, tragedy, over the last, you know, week or so when it comes to Mexican wrestling. The Ray El Rey show had to be rescheduled three times because of weather. You had the bus crash where an employee of the office in Mexico was killed. I mean, and then you have... This latest in the tag team match, uh, Para Aguayo Jr. passed away, and Rey Mysterio Jr., the most famous person, at least in America, in that match, is taking a lot of heat for what happened, and I'm not sure what to even say on this. I, I, me and Jay have both seen the footage. It's terrible. 
I don't think Ray should be responsible for this man's this man's unfortunate death. Like you've seen a lot of people who don't know anything about the situation have been reporting, you know, how Ray Mysterio basically killed the guy. Uh, the possible that's outrageous. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, that's, it's that's terrible journalism. Outrageous. It's bad journalism. That's you know, and it's slander to say the least. But he basically, you know, uh, Paraguayo Jr. We didn't know before this that he had neck, you know, neck problems in the past. But he went; his neck hit the ropes. He basically was knocked out at that point. Ray went and was about to do six one nine and noticed something was wrong. So he went and did the move over it, so he never hit him. Uh, I think that Ray most likely has a very heavy heart right now. Anyone in that situation would. I know there are, you know, a ton of rumors out there. There are rumors that he may think about retiring now. I know that he's going to be doing the MLW uh, podcast in regards to the Wale Mania situation. So maybe we'll get more information on that tonight. Because I believe they're going to be taping that, you know, momentarily. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts? You, you saw the footage. Do you think Rey Mysterio is getting a raw deal by some of these idiots out there in the uh, the wrestling and non wrestling community? I mean, what's your take? Yeah, he. Didn't, I mean, he didn't. Uh, he, you know, he uh, he's did he did what he, we've seen him do for years. You know, he does the spot where he kicks the guy. And when he hits him, the guy hits the ropes, he does a 619. I mean, we've watched this spot for years and years and years. And we didn't, I, I didn't think anything of it. I, I mean, I saw it on some post and it said Ray Mysterio in an, in an accident. And I watched it and I was like, I didn't know what the heck was going on. I, I really didn't know what was going on. And Mysterio actually did kind of notice that something was off. So he actually did not do the 619 to him. Um, but he basically drop kicked him onto the rope like he does before he does a six one nine, and he hit he hit the ropes with his neck, and you know it, there's rumors that he already had some some neck injuries previously, um, according to Mex you know there's, there's rumors that you know that the doctor did check him out 15 days before the match and that he was fine. Who knows if something happened during the match to hurt his neck and then. This kind of, you know, made it worse. I mean, who knows? We really don't know. You know, none of us are doctors. None of us can say. You know, it's not, you know, the D'Lo Brown draws thing from years ago where he kind of did drop him on his head, and that was the reason why Draws was paralyzed. And even Draws didn't blame him. He said it was a botched wrestling move. It happens. And I don't know. I think it's horrible that people are saying that. They want to get... You know, they want to get their names out there. They want to, they don't know wrestling or really know what happens. So they want to sensationalize stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rey Mysterio just became a free agent. Is in Mexico, Lucha Underground, reestablishing himself as a star in Mexico. And, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, a freak accident kills a man that he was wrestling. And it's unfortunate and it's tragic. And, um, you know, I don't know, tough week in AAA in New Mexico. And it's going to be difficult to come back from something like that. I remember when Owen Hart died here in, in, in the U.S. It was really difficult for people. Um, and it wasn't like one wrestler, I don't want to say caused the accident, but at least 
you know, was the accident was involving them, let's say. You know, this was just kind of a botched issue with the the, the wire or what have you. Um, so it's 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 difficult. It's difficult for everyone involved, and and you know, our, our thoughts and prayers are with the families, and you know, we kind of it's just it's a very difficult situation. Now, let me ask you. I brought this up to Jason on the other Jason, Jason Powell, uh, Monday. Do you think WWE should have or will now on for us at the beginning of WrestleMania? Do we get not a tribute, but do we at least get an in remembrance of Paraguay? Who I know we didn't have a lot of matches in WWE, but he he had worked there. He's one of the bigger names in Mexican wrestling history. Do you think it was a bad job by the WWE of not doing something for him? You know, just a picture and saying in memory of from this state to this state, you know. Or do you think, you know, they're a publicly traded company now and you want to keep yourself out of certain situations? Um, I guess on Twitter, um, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H basically uh, sent RIP to him in Spanish. They put RIP and um, Stephanie typed basically in Spanish and it was kind of in remembrance of him. So the WWE, at least on Twitter, has acknowledged um, his passing. Yeah, I mean, it would be it'd be it would be nice for them to put something up. Um, they usually do, even for guys who are ham and acres or guys who are, have barely been on on Raw uh, or been in the WWE. I should say they usually do acknowledge them. Um, so it's a little unusual that they have it. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I could see them doing something. Probably not at WrestleMania, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe next week on Raw, maybe they don't do anything. And maybe what Stephanie and Triple H did in terms of their tribute on Facebook was, or Twitter, I should say, is all they do. I definitely think they should have done something on Raw, though. Absolutely. Oh, so basically uh, Stephanie was able to use Google Translator and wrote a message in Spanish. Good job by her. <laughs> Good to see the company uh, truly well, cares. Um, like I said, well, I, I, did, I... I mean, she did something. She did something. True. I, I, I guess so. I don't know. I, I think, you know, when you're the leader, just like, you know, when it comes to MMA with the UFC, you're the you're base, you're, you're the face of, you know, they're the face of mixed martial arts. WWE is the face of wrestling. I think it, I think it was, I think they should have put something up there. But like I said, they're a publicly traded company. You want to keep as many positive, non, you know, Chris Benoit-esque ideas, stories of, of wrestlers dying out of the public eye. So you don't, so you don't do anything. You know, I guess it's one thing when a, when a wrestler dies of natural causes, you can just put something up. But when a wrestler dies in a tragic way, you I guess you want to go and kind of keep away from the subject and just move on. I, like I said, I would have done, I would have put something up there, but there's the other question, though, Corey. If he would have, if he would have died 15 years from now of natural causes, and he's had, you know, I, you know, really not been in WWE much, or may have really had a foothold in. The U.S. obviously more in Mexico, but they have put something up. Uh, I, mean, I think so. Mexican wrestlers. So there's been a lot of Mexican wrestlers who have probably passed away these last few years. And they don't. They don't put stuff up for many of them. They usually put stuff up for people who have made a impact at some point in the WWE. Uh, maybe, but you know, what, Paraguayo, his father, and Paraguayo Jr., who, like I said, just passed away, are two of the biggest names in the history of Mexican wrestling. And I think, like I said, when you're supposed to be the global icon of wrestling, you are the face of wrestling. I think 
when someone that big, just because me and you don't know much about them, when you're that, when you're the, basically, like I said, one of the biggest people in the history of a whole entire country, I think you have. I but think Corey, it's the if right. You thing and to I do. don't know, but Corey, if you and I don't know much about them, then does the average fan in the U.S. know much about them? And it, and if the average fan in the U.S. doesn't know much about them, Mexico is going to do a million tributes. He's going to be looked at in Mexico. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I, I get what you're saying. I think they should have done something. But I, but I think had he passed away 15 years from now of natural causes or had a heart attack, you know, what, I don't want to, you know, whatever, something, he passed away under different circumstances. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they would have done anything, you know. I, I'm not saying they should have, shouldn't have, whatever, but I'm saying, you know, I get it. But I also think the, him dying in the ring. And the impact of what happened, I also think that is kind of um, going into our thought process, too, in terms of them giving him a tribute. That this happened in the ring. Uh, And it happened so suddenly and so tragically. Uh And we all witnessed it. You know what I'm saying? So I also think that's a part of it, too, which is maybe why they should have done something. But um, I can see why they didn't either way. All right. I mean, I guess we'll close this out. Last point on this. I just think with... The way that the situation, the bad publicity that they got with Alberto Alberto Del Rio and El Patron, Rey Mysterio, the only Mexican people you have basically in your company are Rosa Mendez and, you know, a guy in a freaking, you know, a midget in a suit and Los Matadors who are in masks. I mean, I don't know. I think the way that Mexi- the Mexican community thinks of the WWE, yeah, you got Sin Cara and maybe Callisto comes up at some point. I don't know. I think it would have been... a Publicly, you know, public relations wise, it would have shown the fact that maybe they care about their Mexican fans a little bit more, where it doesn't appear that they really care. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, but um, if you're a fan of Mexican wrestling and AAA and you watch AAA, like, you want to see AAA do a tribute. Like, the WWE is a separate product, they're not the same product. Um, it's like, <laughs> it's like they do this thing for Martin Luther King every year. Yeah, they have they're they're the only black wrestlers they have are basically junking and jiving. So like, I don't know. Like, does that was, does that really mean anything? Does that mean that they care about Mexican wrestlers or minorities or whatever? So, um, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, but I also um, get the other side too. If I were them, I would have just I would have just put something out. I, I would have just because it would have been easier, simpler, no controversy. They just put it out there. You know, in remembrance, and then that would have been uh, the end of it. They didn't do that, which is why we're talking about it now. So they should have just put something out there so they didn't have to hear about it. Uh, Jason, I would say that last year's WrestleMania, I think I was more hyped for last year's WrestleMania coming into it, and I wound up not loving the show. There are parts that I liked. This year's WrestleMania, I'm not super... You know, super uh, excited for it. I'm more excited now, like I said at the beginning of the show, that Lesnar will be definitely, you know, part of it afterwards and going forward. But what's what do you think? Last year's WrestleMania compared to this one and, you know, coming into it, did you would you agree that you were more into last year's or you're more into this year's? What would you say? Yeah, I think it's not even close. I was much more excited about last year's. 
um, the story, the Daniel Bryan storyline, the Triple H storyline, how they built, how they built that up. I thought it was phenomenal, and I was very excited about last year's WrestleMania, uh, much more so than this year's. Although I think this year's has a good chance to have a lot of good matches on the show, so this year's may end up being better. Although I really did enjoy last year's. Bryan had two matches on the show, um, so I, I really thought last year's was a good WrestleMania as well, and I think this will be a good show. Now, uh, last year we had the uh, Fatal 4-Way for the tag team titles on the pre-show. We're going to have that again this year. Uh, And we also just uh, found out that the Battle Royal is going to be no longer on the main show. Does that that matter to you at all that that the Battle Royal or the tag team match are going to be regulated to the pre-show, or do the fact that they're on the pre-show, they're going to get more time because there is two hours to fill in that pre-show? I mean, they're pre-show matches, you know? I mean, you can't put everything on the card. And so, I mean, you can't put everything on the card. It'd be nice for the tag team matches to be highlighted a little bit more. Well, um, I said in the past, I really didn't want a four, five-way tag team match with, with you know, teams that I don't care about, like the most Matadors and the Chuckers and Jivers, but, you know, they put them in there anyway, and it is what it is. I think um, they, they may give it time. I don't know that either match will be awesome, but, you know, we'll see. They're, they're on the show, and those guys can still say they were at they were on WrestleMania. So. It's amazing. Two straight years, uh, Los Matadors is getting a, getting a WWE uh, WrestleMania paycheck. Good to be them, huh? Uh, so let, let's get a little into this card. What do you before we get into match by match? What are you most looking forward to in uh, for, on this card? I know that we were most looking forward to what happened in regards to the out the outcome, and we didn't know that Lesnar was staying. But what one match are you most looking forward to? The IC the IC ladder match for sure. Um, I think that's the match I'm looking forward to most. Um, I think you have so many good guys. I think you have different body types, um, like Brian, who's small, and Luke Harper, who's big, but who's really agile. I think they could do some fun spots in the ladder. Ziggler, who's a phenomenal athlete. R-Truth, who's older, but he's still a really good athlete. Um, I think if they give that match time, it could be a lot of fun, and it could be kind of reminiscent, uh, reminiscent, I should say, of the old kind of money in the banks when they used to do those to kind of open the show. So... I'm excited about that match by more than any other. Um, I would say based on build, I'm most excited for uh, Sting versus Triple H. And in-ring quality, I guess I would say I'm most interested in... uh, I would say Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. I think they're going to have a really good match, but we've seen it before. So it's a little bit harder to say that's going to be the match that I'm looking forward to. So I guess I would... Even though I haven't loved the build... With you know playing you know tag with with the, with the uh, IC title, I guess I would agree with you. Just on wrestling alone, I would say the uh, the ladder match. I, I would agree. Would you uh, would you say though the best built would be Sting versus Triple H? Yeah, um, you could go a couple of ways with that. Um, you could say Heyman has done a great job of building a Brock Reigns thing. Um, you could say Sting Triple H. You could say Orton and Rollins, they've done a nice job. You could say Cena and Rusev. So 
Um, I don't know. There's a lot of different. You know, I would say probably Cena and Rusev. It's been consistent. They already had one great match that Rusev won. Um, the storyline is that Cena has to overcome, like America, quote unquote, has to overcome. Um, they both had pretty good promos over these last few weeks. Um, we had Rusev have a vicious attack on Cena last week or, or on Monday. So I, I, I'll go with Cena Rusev being um, my favorite build so far for, for Mania. Very cool. All right, so let's let's start this out because I think we've really covered a lot of good stuff today, and I think the last thing that we really need to get into is uh, who's going to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to say that with a straight face, but um, it didn't work as well as I was hope- first hoping for. Is there anyone? Uh, do you have a favorite? Do you have somebody you're really looking forward to because they're in this match? What's what's your take on the uh, Andre the Giant Year Two Battle Royal? Well, I mean, my sleeper is Curtis Axel Axelmania, um, so he's my sleeper, and I, I mean, I'd like to see him win for kind of chits and giggles, but uh, but I don't I don't suspect that happening. But he's kind of my sleeper. Um, I think that there's going to be, this really can mostly go one of four ways. You've got Mizdow gets his WrestleMania moment, and will make the fans really, you know, really get them in, especially now it's on the pre-show. Might hype that crowd up, you know, early. Ryback, who they seem to be at least attempted to push a little bit on this. you got Axelmania. And if you have the return of Sheamus, which, interesting, interesting, we didn't actually see a... First time in the you know since they've started this, we didn't see a Sheamus promo, you know, hyping his return. So maybe he comes back for the battle royal. Yeah, I mean, all those things are possible. Um, all those things are possible. You know, it's a battle royal. I mean, they did nothing off of it last year with Cesaro um, and trying to build off of it. They tried to build off of it, but didn't do a very good job. So, you know, I don't know what this impact, this Battle Royal really has on anything, to be honest with you. I think, you know, we've got to see how it works out. You know, when they had the King of the Ring, the King of the Ring was always something. You know, they built a guy off the King of the Ring. And this is the second Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and it's on the pre-show. So we don't know what it means yet. Right now it's a bunch of Hammonagers in the match for the most part. So, you know, we'll see. All right, and last thing on this... Does it hurt or help the fact that, I guess, either at Access this weekend or on the NXT show that they're going to be having on Friday, which I was wrong, it's not going to be on the on the network, that the winner of, of a battle royal of some sort is going to be entered in it? Does it, does, it, does it help or hurt? I mean, I would say if the only way it helps a person is if, they, if the NXT person actually wins the battle royal and it's putting them on the map right away. Because if, if, if a guy gets in there like a Bo Dallas or someone else, I think if they don't win it, they just get it's, – it's really an ugly way to, you know, to premiere and you just get forgotten about right away. Yeah, I think it's a non-starter. I don't think it matters either way unless they win the match. I don't think it's – you know, it's a blip on a radar screen. We've seen this with the Royal Rumble where Rusev was in the Royal Rumble and uh, Bo Dallas was in the Royal Rumble, and it really didn't affect – it really didn't affect things either way. So I don't see an NXT guy coming in and having a big effect. All right. Um, and the other match on the uh, pre-show is the... Hey, uh, you didn't say who's going to win the match. We didn't give our predictions for who's going to win the match. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I think uh, Damian Sandow will get his moment and win the match. 
right. I, I, I agree with you. I think I think Sandow wins the match as well. Very cool. All right, so we're, we're agreeing so far one and one. Um, next, on the other match on the pre-show will be Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, the champions, going up against Los Matadors, who somehow get on the, get on the pay-per-view. Uh, the New Day, or juke, ju- juking and jiving, as uh, I believe we may now call them. And uh, the Usos, with I, be- I believe it's Jay, who we're not sure how injured he is. We're not sure how much he'll actually be in the match. I personally think that Cesaro and Kit have to keep these titles. I think they're doing a good job. I think uh, the skits sometimes are a little half-baked on Raw, and I... But I, I think Cesaro and Kidd have done a good job. And if the Usos aren't healthy, I don't see them putting the titles on Los Matadors. And the, and, and the New Day are exactly that. They're, they're the New Day. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we don't have to go uh, long on this one at all. I definitely think Cesaro and Kidd win the match. I think there's no reason to take the titles off them now. Um, and hopefully they continue to develop the, these kind of pre-taped promos and have them talk and yeah some of the stuff's been a little corny but i but i like that at least they're giving them a chance to show their personality i agree and like i said naomi and uh natalia get on the cards which is good now getting to the main the main card i think this will open up this show we don't have any confirmation yet on what the match order will be so i think the ic uh title ladder match will be uh should be a hot opener to get the crowd you know into things and, you know, really get this show started off hot. We got champion, unless, you know, the way he's been booked on TV, you'd never know that. Wade Barrett, Bad News Barrett, R-Truth, Dean Ambrose, Luke Harper, Dolph Ziggler, Stardust, don't, please don't call me Cody, and uh, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> the, um, the way things have been booked on TV, the two guys who look like they have the least chance of winning would be Barrett and Daniel Bryant, based on the fact they've been losing basically every week since this has all started. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Daniel Bryant wins the title. I think that I don't I don't think he needs it, but I think that this is gonna be a card where you're gonna have. I think they gonna at least try to have a lot of uh, a lot of happy moments. And I think that this is this is how he gets his heat back. He put over uh, Roman Reigns at Fastlane. He's done the job a couple of weeks to uh, to Ziggler, like we said. You know, I think it's I think it's Daniel Bryan's going to win it, and hopefully maybe bring a little bit more prestige back to the IC title. Even though we say that after any anybody wins the IC title, they bring back the prestige. But yeah, I, I think the, the, this is the thing. If what we talked about last week, which is the fact they're going to try to highlight the IC and US title more, if that is legit and that's what we're hearing. This is the guy that you want the title on, Daniel Bryan. And it would make the title mean more. Um, they could highlight the title more in main events, at least on SmackDown and things of that nature. And so I think Bryan is the overwhelming favorite to win if the idea that they're going to try to bring more prestige to the IC title is true. Um, I think there's a lot of good guys in the match. I think if Bryan wins, there's a million feuds they can have with different guys. Him and Luke Harper would be an awesome feud. Um, Stardust, even the Cosmic Key. I mean, they could do a, a bunch of different feuds with Brian as the champion. They could do a face versus face feud with Dolph Ziggler. Um, so there's a lot of things they could do with Brian as a champion that we may not have seen with some of the other guys. 
and Brian can also help elevate some of the other guys, um, you know, with main events and having those type of level matches. So I see Brian coming out winning. We know he's got this neck issue. So uh, I, I hope to God he's not jumping off ladders and falling on his head. They, they need to protect him, and he needs to protect himself in the match. But I do see him coming out with the victory. Um, okay, so we, we've agreed pretty much on everything so far. Um, only thing that I, I would say about this before we move on, I, I wonder if they're thinking the same thing now that Brock has resigned. When Brock was on, was, was, you know, one foot out the door going back to UFC, the idea of making the IC title and the U.S. title, you know, bigger deals when you don't have, you know, that big guy as your world champion, I wonder if that's still the plan now that you, Brock is still there, if you're going to make the secondary titles mean as much. Well, I think it would be, I think you'd even, I think the plan to make those titles mean more is the is with the idea of having Brock there. Because Reigns isn't going to be, uh, Reigns would be on SmackDown. Brock Lesnar, to my knowledge, hasn't even appeared on SmackDown since he resigned. So they need something on SmackDown. And having an IC champion like Daniel Bryan main eventing, coming out there cutting promos and main eventing the shows would, would give the title a lot of credence. I, could say, I, I hope you're right. I really do. Um... A match that will most likely be much later in the card, but let's talk about it now just to get it over with. I hope I hope all four ladies, you know, put on a good show with with the spotlight they're going to get. AJ Lee and Paige, once again, you know, the frenemies or whatever they're calling themselves, versus the Bella Twins. Honestly, I just hope it's I just hope it's a good match, and Bree and Nikki don't you know do drop kicks that miss by you know by three miles. It's, I I guess I would go with. Uh, AJ and Paige, just uh, so that the, you know, the faces, you know, have their moment. But I, I honestly, I'm not sure who wins the match. And I don't think it really matters. I don't think it matters either. Um, so with that said, we'll go with Paige and AJ. They made them have some friction on Monday. Um, and, you know, they've actually had some, they've let them go and have some matches. I think Bree and AJ had a match a few weeks ago that went a little while. Even the Paige-Nikki match, they, they had that goal. So they're having the matches go a little bit longer. These are clearly the four most relevant women's wrestlers that they have going. And so I think it'll be a good, entertaining match. They're not going to give them much time, I would suspect. So, you know, it'll be a solid match, and I, I expect AJ and Paige to win. Now, before we go any further, just want to throw this out there. Do you think... And I don't know if you consider Tyson Kidd and Cesaro heels or not. I think they're just there. But do you do you think any heels are going to win at WrestleMania? Because as of right now, it really feels like we've picked all baby faces, you know? Well, why don't we get to the preview, and then we can talk about who we think is going to win the matches. <laughs> right. Let's continue. All right, let's continue. Fine. All right, let's go with uh, Randy Orton and Seth Rollins. I think it's going to be one hell of a match. If Brock wasn't coming back, I would think there's a better chance that Randy Orton would win the match to make it seem like, you know, Seth is on a losing, you know, lack of momentum, and he comes in at the end of the night and cashes in. But now that Brock is staying, I think I think Seth will win this, and they'll have a rematch at Extreme Rules. I think it'll be a great match. And I do expect, you know, security to get involved. But I do think I think Seth will win. What, what's your what's your thoughts on there? 
So, Jason, who do you think is going to win this? Who do you, what heel do you think is actually going to win at WrestleMania? Corey, let's do the preview first. The first heel to win at WrestleMania, not counting Cesaro and um, uh, Kid, will be the future of the WWE, Mr. Money in the Bank, Seth Rollins. I see Rollins winning with a million levels of interference from all members of the authority. I think Rollins is also the right guy to win. I think he's the guy that deserves to win. I think for all that he's done this last year, other than showing some woman a picture of his unit, um, he's really done a great job this year as a performer. And, In um, multiple ways, I, I guess. Maybe my heart is speaking more for my head right here, but I think Orton will win the match, and I think he deserves to win the match. Wait, I'm sorry. You just said Rollins was going to win, then you just said Orton. Oh, Rollins. My bad. Rollins. I, I apologize. My heart is saying Rollins, and, I, and and that may be going to my head, so my head is saying Rollins as well. Okay, cool. Once again, you see, I was leading into the idea of, will a heel win? And then I brought up the first match, I think a heel will win. That's, I was trying to go there somewhere, but eh, whatever. It doesn't always work when I, when I try to build these things. Uh, let's see. So let's go with Undertaker Bray. I think, uh, I think if, if this was, you know, couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, Undertaker, I think this could be a really good match with a clashing of styles. We brought up earlier that Bray has done a terrific job with uh, his promos of late. They've been a lot more coherent. They feel like there's an actual message with, within the promos. I I, I want to say Bray Wyatt's going to win because I think he needs it. And I think, you know, like I said earlier, him losing to John Cena last year, and he really hasn't done much this year that I... He, yeah, he won the feud with uh, Daniel Bryant, which is a big thing. He won the feud with Dean Ambrose. But, you know, I, honestly, how many people remember that? I think Bray really needs the win, and I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to have Bray Wyatt beat The Undertaker and be absolutely wrong the day after Mania. Yeah, I think they have built Bray Wyatt as an upper mid-carter. So kind of that Daniel Bryant level. And I think having them build him up to a Daniel Bryant level, they can either keep him at that level or have him beat The Undertaker, which means he'll rise up. I don't see them having The Undertaker lose two years in a row. Um, I think the match could really be a struggle. It could be a great match, but after last year, I really don't know you know, how that's going to go. Um, I see Undertaker winning the match. I don't see them him losing two years in a row. I think the right decision probably would be to have Bray Wyatt win, um, but I don't think that's what they'll do. God, you know, at some point we're going to have to disagree on a match. It's getting pretty. It's getting kind of boring if we agree didn't on everything. You, didn't you say Bray Wyatt's going to win? I said uh, I said I'm. I know I'm going to be wrong. So I'm actually. So when I say I'm going to be wrong, I know that the right answer is the Undertaker. So. You know, the, it's funny with the WrestleManias, right? And we've, we've talked about this infinitum and all this other stuff. Sure. WrestleMania really sets up the, their next several months of shows, maybe even up to the next year of shows. Right. So I think the two of us who do this show every week, we do a wrestling podcast, we check rumor pages, we follow the product very closely. I think you can kind of figure out where they're going with a lot of these stories, which is why we're predicting the same, you know, what they're going to do with these matches. Right. Because it makes sense. They're, they're, this is WrestleMania is when you quote-unquote build stars. And, you know, with Rollins really, go, you know, maybe building his star up there with what they've been doing with Ms. Dow over the last several months and how the fans have been into him. 
it makes sense as to who they're who is who should go over and so i think that's why the predictions are going to be what they're going to be um but you know, now in, in most cases you would have gray win absolutely but i think in the case of the undertaker he just lost last year so on and so forth i think they'll make him win the match i think they'll put him over. all right uh we're getting to the uh the last couple of matches, I guess you could say the uh, the big three. Rusev versus Cena. Rusev coming in as the U.S. champion. I think that they did a really good build. I thought, especially this past week, um, I I want to say, once again, I want to say Rusev is going to win. But, you know, if anyone's going to end the streak, it would be John Cena because he's the face of the company, Mr. USA. But it's also weird, you know, thinking John Cena is going to be your U.S. champion. It just seems so weird for John Cena to have any other title except the, you know, except the World Heavyweight title at this point. Well, I mean, if they did that, it would make sense from what we what we read last week. What I what I um, what we talked about last week, which them with them putting more emphasis on the U.S. and IC titles, so it would make sense. I think the way they've built. I mean, also like you're saying, oh well, you know. It doesn't make sense that he's not the world champion. Well, he's fighting for the U.S. title. I mean, he's literally wrestling for the U.S. title. So, I mean, that tells you where where he is. Um, I think the way that they built the storyline up and the way that they they built this feud up is to have Cena win at WrestleMania. I don't think it would be the worst thing for him to beat Rusev, unlike last year, where I thought it really, I thought Wyatt really should have won. I don't think Rusev really needs to win because he already won one big match in the feud already. I mean, he's established himself as a legit guy, um, and they could really continue the feud after that too at Extreme Rules or however they want to do it. Um, so I do see Cena winning the match, and that, that seems where seems how they've gone along with things. But I see Cena winning the match. Does he win the match, or does he win, or does he just, or does he actually, or does he win the title? Yeah, I think he wins the match in the title. All I don't right. think they do some screw. I don't think they do some screw job at WrestleMania. I think that'd be horrible. You know, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Cena. I, th- I think they, th- I think they should keep uh, Rusev as that undefeated monster. Who at some point, would you know, face Brock, um, especially if you might turn Brock face. But all right, so so I guess we're going to have two new champions. We're going to have Daniel Bryan, and we're going to have John Cena as your two uh, undercard champions. That's interesting, to say the least. Um, all right, let, let's go with Sting versus Triple H. Thing, like I said before, I think it's been the best-built match on the card. It's hard for me to believe that Sting's not going to win this match. Happy moment at WrestleMania. Triple H has shown in the past that he has no problem losing at, at Mania. You know, you could only... It'd be interesting to see, you know, go back at some point to see if Triple H even has a winning record at Mania at this point. I mean, he's lost, you know, he, he was the guy who was pinned in the Benoit match. He's lost to The Undertaker, you know, three times. Lost to Daniel Bryant last year. So, you know what? Triple H has no problem, you know, putting another guy over at WrestleMania. Only thing, you hope that, you know, Triple H can go and put Sting to a passable match. I think, I think it'll be interesting to see if Sting will be wearing a T-shirt or if he'll actually, you know, wearing a singlet. You know, will he be covering up his gut or not? We'll see yeah, how I'm that very goes. interested in that part, for sure. 
I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the homer pick. I'm, I'm going with Sting. Um. Yeah, I don't need to get into all the stuff. We've had a pretty long show. Um, I'm gonna say Sting wins. Um, as you mentioned earlier, Triple H has put a lot of guys over recently since he's really, you know, his role has changed to executive. Um, and I see him doing that here. Um, it makes sense to have Sting win. Um, the guy hasn't been on WWE, in WWE for a long time. Fans have been anticipating him. And, you know, they could, if he, you know, if he wins this match, they could even do more things with him. Whereas if he loses, it's kind of like, well, what did he come back? And then he got killed by Triple H. So, um, I see Sting coming in and winning the match. All right. And uh, like I said, we got one match left. The main event, the Beast, Brock Lesnar, versus the Royal Rumble winner and Fastlane winner. As silly as that was in the long run. Uh, Roman Reigns. This could be a very, this could be a very good, hard-hitting match, or this could be a cluster of a of a match. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the positive for a change. I'm gonna say that it turns out to be a good match because Brock is very good. Usually, you know, he's better when he has a dance partner who can lead him along a little bit. But um, I think that the, the the man resigned. I think he's leaving with the title. Yeah, I think Brock is definitely gonna win. I mean, I don't want to say definitely. I think it's very likely he wins. It doesn't make sense to have Reigns win. The fans don't believe in him. No one, they believe in Brock Lesnar being the champion. It doesn't make any sense for him to lose. Have Reigns be, win, lose and then have Reigns try to win and, and, and build him up to that victory. Um, I, I don't think it makes any sense. Now, the issue, and we've talked about this, and you, you've mentioned this uh, specifically, Having Lesnar as the champion, having a heel win that match, what does that mean? You know, could they still do what we've kind of talked about in the past? Having Heyman turn on Lesnar and side with Reigns so that Reigns wins the title, becomes a monster heel, and then Lesnar as a babyface has to try to capture the title. I don't know, but I, I mean, I can see them going that way for sure. Um, they, they could, and you know, we've talked about this. They could still have Rollins come out at some point, but I think the logical uh, uh, winner and the winner that makes sense is Brock Lesnar. But we said that last year, and, and I remember you and I sat here and predicted that the Undertaker would beat Brock Lesnar. And how did that go? So you never know, but I, I'd say that I, I would suspect that Brock will be the winner of the match. Well, that went very simply. We had it the next week. We had Eddie Z of the Kitchen Sink podcast come on and you know gloat the fact that you know he was the only one who picked uh, the Undertaker to lose. So that, let's 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 hopefully uh, we don't have to hear that again. As much as we love Eddie Z yeah. and everybody else, listen, uh, listen, everyone gets lucky every now and then. <laughs> I understand. Uh, I uh, last thoughts on this. I think WrestleMania is going to be a good show. I'm not sure if it's going to be a memorable show that we remember, you know, a couple of years later from now. Will there be good moments? I'm sure there will. Hopefully the musical guests are limited. And um, I, I'm, I'll i be watching. Jay will be watching. I'm sure all us wrestling fans who aren't always happy will still watch. Even if it's just because it's $9.99 on the network, people will watch this show. And I think if people give it a chance, I think they'll enjoy it. All right. 
forget about all this. What, 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 uh, out of 10, what's your excitement level for this show? I'd say about a 5. That's that's really low. All right, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. A, uh, if you say like six, gonna, <laughs> that's really low. And then he goes with a six. That'd be funny. Come on. Well, uh, well, to me, to me, of to me, a six would be. Uh, I, he, the, I love this. He was gonna say a six. He was gonna say a I'll six. <laughs> it's really low, five. But Jay's gonna go. I'm gonna go with the six. Well, to me, five is really low, but to me, six is like, all right, you know. So if I went with five and a quarter, quarter would have you been more accepting of my answer? No. No. Five point five? Seems five? Low to me. Five seems low to me. Uh, I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's going to bump it up to like a seven and a half. A, a, a seven. A seven. You don't sound really excited about the seven. You sure you want to go with like an eight I'm and three excited. quarters? I'm excited. I'm excited. A seven. <laughs> um, so, like I said, you know, we're both we're both looking forward to the show. I would say that this is going to be an entertaining week weekend. Looking forward to the Hall of Fame on Saturday. Look to see what uh, Ring of Honor does with Supercard of Honor nine with uh, Jay Briscoe versus Samoa Joe, two guys who could be WWE NXT bound very soon. I think there's a lot of things going on this weekend. Hopefully, then they're all really cool. Jay, how about you tell the people how they can go and follow the show, and uh, we'll try to get this show over with. It's been long enough. Uh, you can get a hold of us on Twitter, um, Work Shoot Pod. Corey is at Paladin Eight Hundred Eight, but the Twitter that represents the show is really uh, Work Shoot Pod. Both Corey and I are on that. Um, you can go to iTunes to find us. The Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast, um, and we all we always thank those of you who have downloaded the show. Um, and please leave a review if possible. The reviews, the more reviews you guys leave, the better for us. Um, we also have a Facebook page, the Worked Shoot Podcast. Go to that page, and um, we put a lot of links up there. You know, kind of like Twitter. Um, and you can go to WorkedShoot.Podomatic.com, the website www.WorkedShoot com, and that has our uh, podcast up as well. Also, Punch Apparel, punch.co, save uh, 15%. Um, if you type in shoot at checkout, all in caps, and they're free worldwide shipping. Worldwide, baby, worldwide. And just one more time, just want to say thank you again to uh, Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net for having uh, me on the show this past week. Uh, You've got a great site. It's well worth the money. I'm a, I wouldn't talk about it as highly as if I do if I didn't actually give them my money also. So they're a great site. Everybody should check them out. WrestleMania this weekend. Everyone enjoy. I'm sure we'll, we'll be talking about it quite a bit on next week's show. And uh, Jason, the floor is yours. I think we're done here. See ya. Give me what it takes now. Three.